0: So with, like, you being, like, sort of a multi-talent in the sense, like, you do coding, you do music, you do artwork, you do typography, um, how do you kind of keep, like, maintain or, like, keep those skills kind of in check? Or, like, like maintain them. Yeah, how do you, like, balance them and, like, kind of maintain the skills, like, not let one fall off? Like, for example, um, let's say you're doing, like, a lot of coding. You're not doing as much typography. Like, you don't, like, kind of lose that skill.
1: There's a... Uh... There's uh, kind of two answers. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the disappointing answer, answer which is I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm still figuring out how to manage all these different skills. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, w- when it comes down to like the ideas of like talent and skill, I'm I'm pretty, I think talent is fake. Like all the different things I do, I would consider myself like mainly a visual artist and then design. Music is kind of lower down the list um yeah. but all these different things are skills that I've worked pretty hard over the years to uh, gain and uh, there's always compromises like I failed really really badly in school because I was too busy you know like learning FL studio or whatever mm-hmm. um but uh I guess a more interesting answer is I kind of see all these different creative skills as the same thing like you know the reason I code is not because I'm just like you know I'm some type of Programmer nerd, and I'm like, yeah. you know, oh, I have to understand how computers work. You know, I mean, I kind of like that, but you yeah. know, it, it's mostly just, hey, I have all this art and you know, I want to present it somehow, so I need a website to do that. Okay, I look at all the you know, uh, site makers like Squarespace or whatever, and I'm like, these templates look like shit. I'll try using it. <laughs> I, I don't have enough control because you know, as a designer as well, you know, I have very particular taste over how everything looks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, if I can't build it from the ground up, from scratch, then I don't want a website at all. So it was just natural to me, like, you know, okay, I have this art, I have a very particular sense of design. So, you know, I need to use that design sense to figure out how to present my art. And so, you know, it, was just, nat- it just naturally followed that I had to learn to code to put together websites, because otherwise I'm not going to have that level of control. And so it yeah. all just kind of feeds into each other. Uh, with music, music is something that's kind of like on the back burner for me right now. I have mm-hmm. a pretty hard time uh, actually getting music done. Um, but, you know, kind of DJing is something I'm more into lately. But yeah, it's like with visual art and writing, you know, I kind of have these places and images in my head. And, uh, you know, for me, sounds and pictures are kind of the same thing. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I'll be listening to music and it'll make me picture something in my head. But also when I'm picturing something in my head, I'll also have a sound that goes with it. So that's kind of like, what I'm trying to say is basically all different creative disciplines are kind of just the same thing. It's yeah, kind of just yeah, I have, yeah, I just have, like, this world in my head, and I'm just trying to get out little pieces of it different ways.
0: I want to ask you, actually, uh, another thing is um, I want to ask if you ever, like, think, for example, like, you design, I want to ask you if you think, kind of use, like, your design brain in music, which kind of goes with what you were saying. Um Like, do you use, like, do you pull things kind of from design or like think of it in like a designer's perspective while doing music or doing uh graphic work or you know vice versa
1: so if i'm like kind of taking are you asking if i kind of use designer brain for you kind of
0: like you kind of look like like so basically like using like designer brain or any 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 yeah. of like your uh skills you use it like in the opposite like um uh, not in the same skill so kind of like for example like this is oh, like, I I do photography you know. i do photography I see something, I can see, like, how the song would be made, for example. I oh, use my photography. Real? You know what I mean? Like, type of ordeal.
1: Yeah, see, so where you have visuals and pictures. Like, and yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like synesthesia. Um, certain music will just put a certain picture in my head, and certain pictures will just put certain sounds in my head. And, um, I guess the first thing you asked where it's like, do I use kind of, like, my more designer brain when mm-hmm. making music? um whenever i've tried to do that it kind of ends up badly because design is very big design is often very technical and based around systems of grids and numbers and neatness whereas Mm -hmm. music is a lot more uh if i tried to use my designer brain for music i'd be mixing and composing with my eyes not my ears so that's Mm -hmm. actually a habit i've had to cut out you know i used to i have like it's the most autistic thing ever but i basically have a system of nice numbers in my head and i mm-hmm. used to make everything i do snap to these nice numbers and it would be it was so stupid it would be like oh the ni- the the good numbers that i will use are powers of 2 uh, even numbers or like you know multiples of 9 like i don't know all this bullshit so yeah. i'd be like okay 44 and 45 are nice numbers but 46 isn't blah 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 and so literally mm-hmm. when i was making music I would click every knob and I'd type in a number and and, that, I, I, and it slowed me down so much and it was such a bad oh, wow. habit and I would get into these stupid habits of uh, tweaking everything to be so precise but then I realized that you can't hear it in the end result in fact yeah. it might actually make it sound worse because it's not as intuitive so mm. yeah but um I guess uh, the only way I'd maybe use like kind of art or design brain when it comes to music is uh I'll have, like, pictures in my head, and I'm trying to... You know, when I when I want to make music sometimes, uh, I'm thinking less of, I want to make a song in this genre with these sounds and instruments and melodies. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking more like, you know, I have a place in my head, and I'm trying to think, what would that place sound like? Or uh, mm-hmm. when I'm doing... Um, when I'm putting together mixes, right? Yeah. Uh, I started DJing for my... um Second Life, like virtual raves, uh, Conejo Beat, uh, with my sister Sofa. And, um, we were both artists, so Conejo Beat has always been like an art project. And so, the last one we did in December, Holy Conejo Beat, is based around this whole theme of, like, you know, uh, you know, the dancers ascending to heaven using like all the energy we've generated, like all the love we've generated over the past raves. And so, we had this whole like heavenly theme. And so we literally like built this venue in Second Life, and it was like a church. And you know, sofa <laughs> she wrote, she r- literally wrote like scriptures uh, about Koneho. And really? Was, yeah, yeah, for real. We need to put it up somewhere. Uh, I think like it's still up e- in Second Life. But when I was making my set for that, um, this actually stresses me out doing this sometimes. Is it, it, it limits my freedom, but it also yeah. creates a better end result. Mm-hmm. I was thinking very hard like I have to make a set that's like cinematic and every song has to like have some sort of imagery and so you know I was imagining like this uh you know there's certain ambient tracks I mm, like to yeah. play where um it'll have this very kind of sorry I'm kind of rambling um
0: no, you're fine you're fine
1: one idea I really like in music is um, the idea of like blinding light Like kind of very, very loud treble and, you know, very rumbly low bass, but not much mid. That's something I try to incorporate uh, sometimes, where it's like this idea of like you're being blinded by the sound. But, you know, with Holy Konehobito, I was imagining like I had a lot of uh, moments on my set like this where it was just like you're overwhelmed by this drone that just like blasts your ears with treble and so it's like you're ascending to heaven and it's just this blinding white light and it's so overwhelming yeah, and big which is a lot of overwhelming yeah at once. and then you know that went into uh uh this is a really cheesy thing to bring up but if you've ever watched the anime neon genesis evangelion of course um yeah. of course uh yeah. you know the title cards like those typographic title cards yeah, where yeah, it would be like that serif font, like white on black, or literally. Black on white. <laughs> yeah, and it would just be this ominous thing where you know. I remember there's this one sh- scene where in, in an early episode where Shinji is like inside the Eva, and mm-hmm. he's like t- practicing the targeting system with a gun, and he's yeah. clicking the thing over and over, and then on one of the clicks, it suddenly just cuts and it goes to a title card. Those yeah. types of things where it's like so good, um, yeah, so good. L- just like typography in the context of like. Like there's 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 certain certain ways to use typography and design, uh, in a way that feels holy to me. Mm-hmm. Like a uh, slash F, one of her albums, the fourth, the fourth bully, the cover, is just mm-hmm. blue with giant Times New Roman uh, really? in yellow, and it just says fifty-four percent, and that's the album cover. And I found out eventually what it means. And it's if you take the numbers, if you take take each number or take each letter of the alphabet, assign a number, mm-hmm. you know, so A is 1, B is 2, etc. Yeah. If you add up L plus O plus V plus E, you get 54. And so, it's just, with Holy Cone I was kind of imagining this whole thing, like, I was using this, like, super squashed, like, all caps, times New Roman for everything, to create this, like, ominous, like, holy feel. Yeah for all yeah. the titling and everything and that went hand in hand with the sounds I was choosing and like the venue, mm-hmm. like the church. That was pretty inspired by Eva and like the slash F album covers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a very long winded answer. But No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, that's
0: great. Um no it kinda answered like kind answer, like very, very thoroughly like you kinda yeah, take like, in think, like in like I a lot of in, different a lot of different skills. Like kind of, like typography yeah, like I think art I think, and think music in, uh, and all of them.
1: I think in terms of like symbols and feelings and places and those symbols can be in any type of format like they can be sounds they can be rhythms they can be type Mm -hmm. and so it's really all just about symbols like working together to convey something.
0: Yeah to kind of bring something to light.
1: Yeah and like kind of cross having symbols that kind of repeat across projects and cross Mm -hmm. referencing that's something I've been I'm slowly building up over time.
0: Speaking of projects I want to know um, kind of when like if you if you do, um, kind of gauge how much you're doing at once because like, I know from like you know from your portfolio website and your website and such you do, you're currently doing a lot like the manga you know you're doing, um, you know dollhouse work you're doing other work and just a bunch of work at once. How do you kind of gauge how many projects you're doing at once?
1: So if you want to know how many things I'm working on right now, yeah, yeah. So, right now I'm, I'm, you know, my personal projects are kind of having to be on the back burner because I'm mainly just looking for work, but, Mm -hmm. um, kind of my main project at all times for the past few years has been MM, like my graphic novel. Yeah. And so that is such a, like, all-consuming project that, uh, the whole way I got diagnosed with ADHD is because I realized that I wasn't getting enough work done on this comic a couple of years ago, so I went to the doctor about it. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I, literally start, I literally started medication to get more work done on this book. And that's, that's still primarily crazy. what I use it for. Because mm. uh, it, it, it's something I started when I was like in high school five years ago. Yeah. And uh, you know, all the ideas have become really convoluted. But thats that's one thing that I'm always kind of working on in some way. I'm always trying to come up with ideas for that book. Mm -hmm. Right now it's a hundred pages in and I maybe have 50 to a hundred more to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I shot myself in the foot recently by, um, I started coming up with an idea for my next manga, my next comic after this one. And so now my attention is divided between two comic projects at once, which is making it harder to work on my first one. Recently, mm. I released the first two chapters of uh, yeah. MM online for people to read, and uh, hearing the feedback uh, from people reading that has actually been motivating me to work on it again. Mm. Um, but yeah, I have a second manga project called Ti Terra Imperfecta, and that's 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 also on the back burner. So I have <sighs> like this whole note system, and like the two comics are like this two stories are kind of connected. Um, mm. They're both like kind of weird existential stories about robot girls trying to find their place in the world but they're very very different in terms of setting um so you know i i kind of consider comics and manga to be my main thing because you know it's just getting out these like i was saying that you know i always have like a world inside my head so getting out the the world yeah yeah just the most obvious way to do it um but yeah on top of that you know i have some freelance design work i'm doing for uh people at dollhouse i'm working on some logos for them uh, you know, I'm always kind of in the background compiling different music I have for sets to just, if I need to play a set. Um, I don't know, it kind of... I, I kind of give myself lots of work, but I'm still not great at managing it all. You know, like mm-hmm. I have all these fonts that I've designed and I've been sitting on them for years and I could be selling them. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's just putting in that final amount of work. And you know, another big project I've had recently is kind of Meta, is my personal website. It's been yeah. kind of a coding learning project, and just trying to get my work out there more. So yeah, I generally like um, I have to keep myself busy with personal projects and art like this, or else I go crazy. Pretty much, like when I'm, you know, when I'm alone, I'm keeping myself company with art, pretty much.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah. Okay, I always have it. a ton of sh- I always have a ton of shit working on. Like I, I, I you'll never catch me without a project. I'm working without on. a project. There's yeah. Al- yeah. There's always something. <laughs> Like, I always make work for myself. That's just kind of how it how will always be.
0: It makes sense though, because like, it sounds like like, at least from like my perspective, like since you have like so many like worlds in, like in your mind, then it makes sense for you to like, get out so much and like always be working on something. Because like, at the same time, if you have like all these ideas and all this passion to do stuff, it makes sense for you to kind of like learn, learn new skills and always have projects to be working on.
1: Yeah, when I learning new skills for me is purely like, because I have something in mind that I want to make that I can't make without that skill. 3D modeling is something I'm slowly learning in the background.
0: Oh, that that's so learn. scary to me. I tried to I think I downloaded Blender one time and I just I just closed it. I got scared. When I was
1: <laughs> see when I was maybe like 13, I was using Blender all the time, uh, yeah. but I just kind of forgot and now I have to learn it again. But I mo- I have most of the muscle memory. It's just a. Uh, Thinking in three d is a little difficult, yeah, um, for sure a lot of my art is just portraits of characters or drawings of objects, and i'm I'm slowly starting to like conceptualize like bigger places and like make paintings and shit like that it's It's pretty difficult, but that's what I'm challenging myself to do currently is be more imaginative with places. My yeah. first comic just sets is t- takes place in a, an existing city on earth, but like kind of a butchered version of it, and my next story just takes place in like completely made up places
0: kind of like you're innovating like kind of your creativity at the same time
1: yeah it's like every project i make is me trying to learn new things pretty much
0: which is like a good way to, to think about it honestly because i feel like a lot of people kind of just kick it with like this which is not a bad thing but like kick it with like the same things that they know and try to like learn new things when they yeah. can like learn like you know let's, let's say someone let's see like, it a, like a they have like a whole film in their head but like. They only do photography, so I feel like they can't do that, but they have like a whole like script yeah. And, like, film and I've ready. Actu-
1: I've actually found myself uh, like falling uh, falling into that kind of hole where I'll feel like I can only do what I know. Because it's actually been a while since I've really pushed myself to learn new skills because I kind of have a few already. But mm-hmm. lately I'm trying to reignite that passion where I'm doing multiple different things rather than just seeing myself as one thing. But yeah, it's, it's really just, I have tons of ideas in my head. And uh, I'm always talking to myself, like literally talking to myself. Uh, So it's just, I have to get it out somehow, or I will Mm -hmm. actually go crazy. Like, um, you know, a lot of uh, struggles I have with like identity and like mental illness, literally. Mm -hmm. I just, the most therapeutic thing for me is to just feed it into writing. You know, anything I'm going through, once I start to wrap my head around what my problem is, I just somehow incorporate it into whatever I'm writing. It's amazing. Like, you know, I'm the the story I'm working on right now, MM, which hopefully should be out later this year. Yeah. Um it's about uh, a robot girl named Yumi who mm-hmm. uh she's kind of blissfully unaware of the fact she's a robot. Um but you know, so she goes to work at this big robotics corporation um that her mom worked for. And mm-hmm. then she gets into like a freak accident at work after a while. Whereas she actually, it's like revealed that she is a robot and that she was built by this company, and so the whole story is kind of this weird soul searching journey. Where she's kind of in denial about being a mm-hmm. robot, but her friends are like, "It's actually fine. Like you're basically just a person, like us." Yeah, They're just all like, "No, I'm all different. It's all weird." And it's yeah. like, but it, I'm, I'm, I have a hard time putting it into words outside of the actual story. Like it's hard for me to sum up, but, um,
0: kind of plays into like identity. Honestly, yeah, like, like the thing with thing, the thing with stuff.
1: yeah, the thing with robots for me is that you can do literally anything with them. So uh, Yumi is kind of representative of a lot of, of a lot of different things. You know, there's uh, f- to me it's it's kind of a trans allegory because you know um, you know as a trans woman there's there's mm-hmm. a trans person in general there's kind of this struggle where uh, you're one way on the inside and you have this like soul that is a certain way and then you have um, your body, which might be, you know, of a different nature or kind of fighting, like, who you are inside. So, you know, kind of taking that to an extreme where, you know, you fit into society as, like, a normal, like, person and you feel mm-hmm. like a human and you have, like, human urges and then you find out that that's all being constructed by, like, a machine, which is actually totally fake. Literally. And so it's like, yeah, so it's, you're kind of just, like, longing for the experience of being human, even though it's not necessarily better or worse than what you actually are. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of like, um we're pretty much machines we're just fleshy machines you know our our thoughts are just you know electrical impulses and like a fleshy computer and you know our feelings are just like hormones and chemicals floating around yeah so but you know yumi in this story is kind of too stupid to realize that you know this she's just this, <laughs> she's the, she's the, she's, the, she's the same way it's just she's a literal machine instead of like a fleshy one so yeah. her thoughts are just computer code instead, but it doesn't matter because all that matters—the is the end result—is the same. You know, she's a thinking, feeling person, and you know, it's also like uh, there's this thing, there's this trope in anime and visual novels and music, like from mm-hmm. Japan, called dempa, which literally means like electromagnetic waves. Really, it's, it's something that I relate to a lot. It's uh, it's basically like taking psychosis and 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 framing it as like being someone who can receive electromagnetic signals, like receiving, like, radio waves. Oh. so So these robot girls that I write, like... Yeah. They're all, they're all, like, psychos, right? They can all, like... They're, like, hearing voices and shit, telling them stuff, and they have, like, these weird, like, psychic senses almost. Mm-hmm. Except it's literally just radio waves. Yeah. Um, which is something, you know, I've had psychotic episodes before, and it literally... That's what it feels like. It feels like you're being, like... It feels like there's like radio waves going into your head, it's like really weird. So that's, you know, another thing, you know, like Yumi literally meets, uh, you know, she becomes best friends with like the schizophrenic artist girl. And then they're mm. like, wait a sec, we're basically the same thing. It's just one of us is a robot. Literally. Yeah. So, you know, like a lot of weird mental problems I've had, I just rephrase them as like, oh, it's just a broken robot or like robot with like weird programming.
0: That's like I an just, interesting way to look at it, to be honest. because yeah. Like a lot of people, I'll, I'll say, like, let's say the mass, vast majority of people, definitely don't see like that. Which is like when you're when you were talking about, I'm just like, yeah, like this is this is like actually fact. Like.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people, and uh, this isn't a bad thing. Um, yeah. But a lot of people, um, when it comes to mental illness, it's something that's you know writing about it or whatever is kind of tiring or kind of rubs salt in the wound. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of weird and uh, for some reason writing about it and trying to rationalize it actually helps quite a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just like, okay, my brain is doing all this weird shit that could, you know, potentially make for interesting stories if I just wrap my head around it somehow. You know, like, uh, the next story I'm writing is kind of similar. It's also about a robot girl, but this time it's about, um, it's less of a, you know, this girl is one of a kind, she's a machine, she's not like other girls, oh, yeah. ooh, ooh. She's <laughs> all alone, you know. Uh, this one is about uh, a military Android who's basically Ooh. like a clone. Uh, yeah. there's, so there's just shit tons of copies of her basically. Oh, so it, wow. it takes place it takes place in the Arctic Circle in a few hundred years. so you know mm-hmm. most of the earth is like too hot to live in because of climate change yeah. And so you know it takes place in like you know Ikaluite, which is now a mega city and this giant uh, this giant military organization called Lagrange builds like these machines that like control the climate and it has like this army of robots that it uses to like conquer you know it's gradually trying to conquer the southern parts of earth and like change the climate and shit and uh but using violent means like it's pretty colonial um Mm. and then so this robot girl uh who's the main character she's like the one like defective android in this military and so her yeah so you know her whole programming and everything uh you know she's like she's literally receiving like you know radio signals from like you know the heart of like the city where it has like this big like central thing that sends out commands but she's like the only robot who's stupid enough to ignore the signals even though it like, f- <laughs> like even though it actually literally it's like, it inside yeah. yeah like it like yeah oh inside like the game yeah oh yeah that game is amazing play dead yeah. i'm really looking forward to the next project but yeah like she's literally like the only one dumb enough to ignore these, like, psychic messages, even though it actually hurts her to ignore it. And so she's just trying to run away from the northern part of the world. She's trying to run away into, like, the more uninhabited parts so she can be free and, like, get away from, like, the radio signal's influence. And so she goes on this journey and meets, like, all these, like, nomadic people and shit and people who live in, like, these supposedly uninhabitable parts of the world. And she realizes, Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of, um, it's kind of gonna be a story about kind of challenging your preconceptions of the world and like what you grew up with. Because she literally grew up with like crazy military Military, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, she can tell it's wrong, but she doesn't know quite how to confront it. She doesn't know anything else. So it's a story of her meeting like other people who are outside of it, who have grew up with something else. Yeah, I'm looking forward to actually working on that. It's going to be a series.
0: That sounds so good. I'm really, (laughs) I'm I'm (laughs) excited to hear about it, but, um... Yeah. uh, I think we're going to wrap things up on the podcast. Uh, Mel, if you want to shout yourself out, all your socials or anywhere yeah, people totally. can find you at.
1: Yeah, so um, if you want to find me, uh, my website is nezu.world. That's N-E-Z-U. And uh, you can find links to my Twitter and everything on there. Um, yeah, you know, my name is Mel, which I don't think I actually said at the start. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: um, yeah,
1: I'm Mel or Nezu. Nezita. You can find me at nezu.world. But yeah, thanks for having me on, Isaiah. Yeah,
0: no, no worries. Uh, it was a pleasure having I'm you on. My
1: um, scatterbrained ass. Yeah, no, it
0: was great. No, honestly, it was, it was a good time. But um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you anybody who's listening currently. Um, if you're listening to any audio platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, we also available on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, we're available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah. we'll see you guys next week. Thank you again, Mel, for being on.
1: Yeah, thank you again, Isaiah.